Welcome to the Super Excellent Not Too Serious Bike That Goes Nowhere podcast, and I am Sheldon. I'm Meredith. And it's time to have some fun again, Meredith. This thing we do, I'm excited. How about you? I am super excited. We got a great guest today and some news and some fun stuff we've been doing and are going to do. I know. It's uh, the guest. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to, to air this interview and talk about it. And uh, it's really relating to me because I did a special little thing um, a couple weekends ago. And, and I'm going to talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it after the interview because during uh, to get my little achievement here, I used a lot of the principles that our guest talks about. And I want to talk about how, the, how I applied them and uh, uh, managed to maybe succeed at my goal. I'll let you know. Ooh, it's a cliffhanger. It is. It is a cliffhanger. I like, I like. I like to keep this audience on the edge of its bicycle seat. Oh. That's how I roll. Yes. <laughs> yes. The edge of the bicycle seat. I want that gel pad working. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been up to? Tell me about your life, your life, your wonderful, glorious life in Oklahoma. So I left Oklahoma and went to Texas. Oh, you did that? Yeah, just for a weekend. Pray tell, what did you do in the Lone Star State? I snuggled some cows and I did therapy with horses. And one of the horses, Celebrity, we have a a podcast Celebrity Alert, was um, Seattle Slews. Um. Great, great, no, just great grandson, I think. Anyway, it's a horse. It was, it was a horse who was a celebrity. It's a horse. Yeah. I once met someone that served uh, Lady Gaga a hot dog. Oh. Um, that's my claim to, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Oh. I never met that person. It's a lie. <laughs> There's actually one of our echelon writers, uh, well, and an instructor, an instructor who has met Lady Gaga. And, oh, um, that's neat. Yeah, and uh, if you ride the Lady Gaga artist spotlights, you'll hear about that. And then one of our friends has actually talked to her on the phone. Our friend really? Lala. Yeah. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Ooh. So I, I mean, celebrities Tell abound me, on this podcast. Yeah, it's, I, I did. I will say, I have I, my celebrity encounters. I've had a couple, but the most memorable one for me was I uh, uh, served a, a meal to Stephen King. Oh, um, up, yeah, up, yes, in Maine. up in Maine. He lives up in Maine, where I'm from. So originally, um, yeah, so I did get to give him food. So and he was, was a very, very nice guy. Please tell me it was no, lobster. No, 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 no. It was actually, it, it, actually, ironically, it was a hot dog. It, it, it was a little. <laughs> it really was. No, no joke. Um, yeah, but so, anyways, um, we've got uh, all kinds of fun stuff happening this month. Uh, the pride rides. Have you been engaging in those and riding those? And uh, it's been, been a lot of them. Yeah, and this week is great because they've got the balloon arches. There's these rainbow balloon arches. Oh, yeah, Miami arches. has those, right? Yeah, yeah, it was gorgeous. Um, did Amber not have it this morning? I thought I saw she to had remember, it too. I can't remember. She was dressed up really cool. She mm-hmm. had a really fun outfit on this morning. So I remember remember that, and she, and that was just that was just going all out that ride. It was a it was a fun fun ride. I guess I want to big shout out to, to Amber Harper. And so the reason I did it, this has made me even more excited. Normally that Monday morning six a.m. ride is a forty five minute, which is yeah. like you know. You, that's got two strikes against it already because I don't, right. I like the 30s ish and I don't like, no, I don't love morning, morning. I do them because I'm going to have to, but so I normally don't do that ride, uh, though I love Amber, but she made this one a 20 minute 
power ride. And I, uh, I couldn't say no to that. And yeah. it was, and it was just a fantastic ride. She's so good. And, and it was a uh, high energy, great, great list. All, um, uh, LG, uh, LGBTQ. I'm sorry, I always mix up plus. the acronyms. <laughs> plus, plus, can't forget um, the plus. And so LGBTQ plus uh, artists, and so that was fantastic. And um, you know, it was just a great ride. And so uh, kudos to that uh, for for doing those those rides. I really enjoyed them. Yeah, I got some serious FOMO that I missed that 20 minutes, even if it's at 5 a.m. for me. I know. But you know, it my bike is in the bedroom. So I don't think mm-hmm. my husband would much appreciate me cranking those pedals at 5 a.m. Yeah, that might not go over so great. <laughs> that might not go over so great. Um, so one of the so, people on my, um, yeah. oh, sorry, on my um, no, yeah. cow snuggling trip is our good friend Allison of the yeah. um, post-race cookie cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am also reading a book because she got up on a Sunday morning, like at 4 a.m. Um, on our nice relaxing wellness retreat and ran nine miles. Um, so I thought I need to be inspired. Did. Yeah. So I got this book and it's called I Hate Running and You Can Too. And it just oh, appealed excellent. to me. Yeah. It, it, and it calls to you, Meredith. It calls to me. It spoke to me <laughs> on a deep level. <laughs> And uh, then she recommended Born to Run. and uh, Love that book. Yeah, yeah. I, I've read Born to Run. That's a really good one. Um, yeah, really great. It's uh, it's uh, such a, it's very interesting because it talks about, not, not to be a spoiler alert here, but it gets really into like why we are designed to run and, yeah. and, and all that stuff. So it's a, it gets into the biology of it a little bit. And it's also a really interesting uh, story. So I highly recommend that one if anyone wants a book about running. Yeah. So what's going on yes. with you? Oh, like I said, I have, I have a little fun story to tell after the interview. Yeah. Other than that, it's just been, I'm getting excited to have a little bit of a getaway the, the July 4th weekend, getting out of town a little bit and going to see the uh, lovely inner harbor of Baltimore. So oh. uh, going up there, that'll be great. Um, I have a little, we have a little announcement here. So we have a, I'm going to call her a, an official sponsor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah a sponsor, yeah. our first sponsor. Yeah. This yeah. is exciting. And, this is a fun sponsor, and and guys, I really want you to listen to this one because I'd love you to do something to uh, to support this lovely uh, sponsor of ours. Now, you remember uh, our last episode, Debbie McLaughlin, correct? Yes, I do remember. Yes. I was there. You remember? Yeah. Hey, remember? You were there. <laughs> she was a good friend of ours as well, and and her daughter Grady mm-hmm. uh, has started a, a YouTube channel. Yeah, and you know she's a. I I, I try to remember how old she is. She's pretty young. Six. I think six or seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty young, and uh, she does great little videos. And it's called Lola's TV Channel. So if you go to YouTube and look up Lola's TV Channel, please go like some videos, subscribe to it. You know she does great job. She's very enthusiastic. Really want to encourage her talent. And um, get out there, Echelon people, and, and give uh, Lola's TV channel uh, some support and love out there. We'd really appreciate that. She's our official sponsor. And I want to say thank you, Grady. It's very, very thoughtful yes. of you to be our sponsor. Thank you, Grady. We appreciate you so much. And you're doing an yes. awesome job. I actually really do love your videos. They are. They're adorable. I mean, they please so go good. listen to them. Yeah, please yeah. go watch them. Um, so, Meredith, how do you find us? Uh, let's do a little little self promotion while we're at it. All right. Well, we are uh, at Instagram at 
bike that goes nowhere. Uh, Twitter bike goes, um, mm-hmm. uh, bike that goes nowhere dot com. You can find us there and send us messages. And we're on yes. Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and also the the email is. Big surprise, bike that goes nowhere at gmail.com. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that is it. What is it? And uh, how about your leaderboard, Meredith? If they want to find you on that leaderboard and chase you down like a like a jackal chasing a rabbit, how do they do it? <laughs> um, I'm Jackie Daytona. You're a liar. Uh, <laughs> I am Jackie Daytona. <laughs> well, if they're going to hunt me like a rabbit, I'm going to say I'm Jackie Daytona. I'm not going to tell them my yes. name. I know how this yes. works. I am. Wonder Willis, um, not a brag. It was bestowed on me by our instructor, Rachel, uh, because I like to do a lot of classes and she probably wonders what I'm doing. So, no, I, it's because you're wonderful. You're a liar. <laughs> you're wonderful. No, there's no wondering about it. <laughs> Anyways, so guys, let's get to this interview and, and bring you some joy. We'll see you in a little bit on the super excellent, not too serious bite that goes nowhere podcast. We're just here to have some fun Let our faces feel the morning sun Gonna laugh and put on a smile Come along and join us for a while Well, it's pretty clear to me The whole world takes itself too seriously Take a ride with Shelly Mare On a bike that goes nowhere If it's pretty clear to you won't you be less serious too? Take a ride with Shell and Mare on a bike that goes nowhere. Welcome to the Super X Not Too Serious Bike That Goes Nowhere podcast. I am Sheldon. And I'm Meredith. And we have a guest today. Our guest today. Born and raised in the Caribbean southernmost isles of Trinidad and Tobago, he's built a career working with hundreds of athletes and coaches and since 2012 as a certified mental performance consultant, which is the gold standard in the field of sports and performance psychology. He built his experience working with a wide variety of populations, including community-based counseling, athletic counseling, school counseling, life skills coaching, and crisis stabilization. He's currently a licensed professional counselor in Virginia, supervising a team of therapists living on the Virginia Peninsula. He's mentored and taught graduate students in the field and is a director of performance at the Performance Pursuit, which is an organization dedicated to using evidence-based practice and highly specialized mental training to meet the unique needs of individuals, teams, and organizations striving to improve performance. He also has so many certifications after his name, I need another episode just to read them all. So please help us welcome Kai Laird. Kai, welcome to the show. Hi, Sheldon. Hi, Meredith. Yeah, thank you uh, for one that's that quite extraordinary introduction. I don't think I, you can, <laughs> it's probably the best introduction I've ever received, so I appreciate the that is uh, Sheldon's superpower is amazing introductions. So we let him handle that. But it's a fancy way of saying you help people and you help people be better, be them their best selves. I think. Absolutely, yeah. So tell us just a little bit about um, your background. You know more than what I just told you. And then you know, how did you get into this whole performance sports psychology thing? 
Yeah, so, uh, yeah, great questions, you know, like, um, as you, you know, you introduced my, you know, I'm not from the U.S., you know, from Trinidad and Tobago, um, mm-hmm. so for, you know, for the geography, people out there, if you think about South America, it's the first island north of South America and starts the whole Caribbean chain, working its way up okay. to the U.S., so born and raised there um, throughout my whole life until I moved to the U.S. Uh, in 2008 to start my undergrad uh so originally i was going to, i did it in business because i thought you know um i'm going to maybe do a master's in social sciences maybe counseling and i thought maybe having a business background would really help me kind of understand how to kind of manage a business a uh, business i hope to kind of ma- you know my own business in the future so i went to the university of tampa and i studied uh business but also did like a minor in psychology because i was mm-hmm. really interested in the social sciences piece uh because my brother my older brother actually was a therapist as well. Oh, wow. So kind of just growing up and seeing him, that really inspired me. Must have uh, been fun to, around the dinner table. Yeah. <laughs> Analyzing each other. See a therapist. What do your parents do? So, so but yeah, he's, so he's, he had his own practice. And he's a, he's a good bit older than me. He's probably like 12, 13 years old than me. So he was definitely ahead. And I could kind of see uh, him in his, in his career. My mom was a pediatrician. So she worked with people. And my dad was more of an introvert. He was like a film producer. So uh, I definitely, I definitely took off to like the uh, family side of just wanting to work with people. And so, you know, did my undergrad, you know, really, I realized how much I enjoyed the psychology piece. So I went back home for a year, trying to figure out, you know, want to do my master's, where am I going to go and do it? And in that year gap, I actually worked with uh, the Trinidad and Tobago sports company and that. It's like a national organization that wow. supports all the national athletes of the country. So I did an internship there where I was working with other sports psychology professionals, worked with some Olympic coaches where I'd like shadow them and see them work with Olympians. And that I must just, have been amazing. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like for me, I was just like in awe, just, just, you know, so fortunate to have that opportunity and seeing these high performers. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, yeah, this is exactly what I want to do. I had done a ton of different jobs before just to, try to you know stay afloat financially but this was like the first time i had a job where i was like wow like i really love what i do yeah and i look forward to it so i was like i want to go and do my master's in it and so i did some research and you know chicago was one of the only places that had a school at the university that allowed you to get you know licensed as a a therapist or counselor as well as get the sports psychology certification so Mm -hmm. that's what kind of brought me to chicago um, so I went to Chicago from Trinidad. First time I saw snow oh, God. was, was yeah. in Chicago. And it happened to be the worst winter they had in 20 years. Oh. So it was just a ton of excitement. Um, yeah. yeah, I bet. You know, so so that was an amazing experience being in Chicago. Uh, did my master's. Had a lot of great internships there. Worked at Loyola University in their athletic department while I was doing counseling at another organization. And then uh, I graduated in 2015 mm-hmm. and a few of my other colleagues yeah. you know, our classmates decided to start this company and really see if we could create some our own opportunities to work with high performers and just anybody just to help people you know that's the reason yeah. so, why so that's really interesting you actually yeah. got to kind of you started out with let's say i want to do a business yes, and yeah. your entrepreneurship kind of kicked in uh but fueled by the the therapy love that you kind of developed that's really a neat story yeah and so that's pretty much how i got started you know we started the company back then you know it's crazy thing it's gonna be six years this august already oh, wow. uh, but it definitely was that vessel for us that created opportunities to help people um so if you go online like you type in sports psychology chicago we're like one of the the top like top three in the ranking so people find us a lot online 
yeah. and it gives us that opportunity to really help people. They just reach out and they're looking for support, they're looking for resources, and someone is just going to help them along the way. You know, so it's it's definitely been an amazing journey since then. Uh, just to continue to have those opportunities to help people, and of course, you know, it helps you know uh, connect us with people like you all who are also helping other people. Yeah. You know, and to, to have these opportunities. Yeah, I think that's fascinating because when I thought of sports psychology, um, I was telling Sheldon earlier, you know, I'm thinking of those Olympians. I'm thinking of mm. those professional athletes mm-hmm. and Andy Murray and Michael Phelps. And I'm not, I'm not thinking it could apply to me, although we all have our struggles. We, we do the spin bike at home. Mm. We struggle with motivation. We struggle with um, consistency, yep. um, hitting a plateau. Um, so, but you really, I was, I was looking at the website, you help, um, teenage athletes and schools, you help, uh, groups and, um, all sorts of people overcome some of their mental obstacles. Um, so what a big one for us is motivation, mm-hmm. um, finding your motivation, continuing your motivation is, you know, is that the same for a professional athlete as it is for a regular ordinary person working out at home yeah i think you know motivation as you as you mentioned it's it's a it's a human thing right Mm -hmm. you know all behavior you know whether it's humans or all living things is is driven by motivation right um and so for us you know you know it takes certain level of motivation to 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 demonstrate that effort right that you actually do because you're driven by that motivation to do something and i think what like olympic athletes and high performers have that's different is that determination right mm-hmm. that 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 motivation and determination and yeah. and, and the fact uh, that they're just freaking excellent right yeah. they're really excellent yeah. at this kind of thing yeah. so there's going to be an intrinsic motivation that goes with that but it's, it's chicken it's chicken yeah. egg right were yeah. they excellent at the sport and then it got to motivate or were they just motivated to get excellent at the sport i think that's a, a little chicken egg thing that goes on True. exactly yeah yeah exactly um versus i think every day for us we have different motivations you know maybe mm-hmm. We didn't have that talent and we didn't like hyper focus into a sport, you know, and we wanted to kind of diversify our interests, you know, and, and for the, some, maybe it's exercise, some it's our career, some of it is family, you know, relationships. I think it, um, I think it really determines, you know, based upon what our interests are, really is what we're motivated by. Um, and it's, we struggle with motivation and things that maybe we're not genuinely interested in or motivated by right yeah. and mm-hmm. and even if it's things that we think could really benefit us then it's where we need to be creative in terms of how do we structure ourselves to be successful in a an environment that we're not naturally motivated and that might be something as simple as exercise right mm-hmm. we, we all think like we would find so many different excuses or other things to do besides exercise right um, i got a list of them if you want i mean <laughs> yeah. you know it's a, <laughs> i think if we we go and we we polled 50 people we get probably 40 different answers as to why they didn't work out today right yeah. and mm. so I, I guess maybe that leads into a question um we all have it particularly people again this isn't our livelihood you know, mm. we we work out for for either we want to lose weight mm. or we just want to stay healthier or whatever it is. But so many other barriers like life get in the way. Mm. It's whether we have to go to have a lot of work to do, or our kids are being a bother, or or we have to go do something or the other. Um, and we, so we make excuses. We just make them, and and mm. and we find we talk ourselves out of it. What are for an average Joe uh, or Jill? 
Um, what is one of the most common things that we could do to help shift the mindset of motivation? So I think when you think about motivation, is it's it's like it's like sources of motivation. It's like mm-hmm. outlets, right, around the house that you plug in and get charged. You know. So for us, just like confidence, it's about like where do you get your motivation from, right? Like this, everybody has a certain level amount of intrinsic motivation, and some have extrinsic. And so I think you first have to kind of really ask yourself and really look at yourself deep in the mirror. What are you motivated motivated by, right? Like. Because like I said, behavior is driven by motivation, right? So a good example is sometimes people would choose to maybe work longer, right, in their job than prioritizing exercising because maybe something about work, maybe it's more challenging. They feel like they could get a better result. It's more meaningful. Maybe they, they you know, it's, it's so many different reasons, right? Maybe they're right. extrinsically motivated for the money. Maybe they just right. like what they do more than actually working out. Um, mm-hmm. So I think you have to really identify what motivates you first. Actually look at it, you know, and really identify and then structure it to work for you. So like a good example, like I'd even use me as a good example. Like yeah. I've, since probably like 15 or 14 years old, I've always played soccer. You know, I played a lot of different sports. I swam competitively, I played hockey, but then I found soccer and I really like loved it like i would play it twice a day every day and i just started to excel in it because i was naturally really motivated to play soccer now if you ask me to go to the gym you probably wouldn't see that same enthusiasm that i had for soccer right sure. but then i started i started getting injuries so then recognizing mm-hmm. that i was it was i was not able to play soccer as much as i wanted because i was getting the injuries because I, I needed to you know diversify my training you know, work more on flexibility and strength in certain areas. So I realized I needed to go to the gym, you know, to get stronger so I can't play soccer. So even now, you know, I'm 30 years old, or over 30, um, that I go to the gym right now so I can still play soccer. And that's mm-hmm. the, the one of the only reasons I would say definitely is to stay healthy, you know, um, so I can prolong how long I can still play soccer competitively. So recognizing that for anybody everyone has different reasons you know like my wife's a whole different animal to me you know she is mm-hmm. that person who gets up religiously every day and works out and she works out by herself she has like this online program that they do the video classes she does that and she might go and run a few miles outside you know she was that athlete who ran in college was cross-country a lot more introverted and just loves exercise because one thing i've seen about uh, distance sports or anybody who does like very endurance sports really they love that how that feels that high of pushing the body to that uncomfortable and that's what they they get off you know is that 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 high that you know and so for her she enjoys that you know but also recognizing she has trained for such a long time she is motivated by just continuing to push herself you know she's that athlete who just loves to be challenged and to continue to kind of strive for excellence you know so like I said, I think you have to really look at yourself and yeah. figure out what motivates you as a person and then structure your life and your habits around that so you set yourself up for success, right? Mm. Like, So what's a way someone can discover that? So I think I think what, what a lot of people straight. And I'm an interesting story in my, in my own case. You, know, probably, you probably love to tear my head apart. <laughs> um, I was a professional, uh, semi, I, I say semi-professional distance runner 
for lack of a better term, yeah, you know, it's where I was in college, out of college. I, you know, I would run. I'd make money doing it. Um, you know, not a lot. You know, not like big time, but I was definitely a B level runner. But I used to run a lot, mm-hmm. and um, then life happened to me, frankly. And then you know that it just turned turned the corner, and I got fat. You know, just no other way to put it, right? Put in a lot of weight. But then I found this 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 world. Now there are a lot of people that I think they struggle with finding that that they get so discouraged they see the the, the goal is so far away mm-hmm. that they turn away from it and they'll do anything except face the fact that that goal is so far away mm-hmm. that's i want us to speak to that person right now okay imagine that person is struggling with their weight or their health or whatever it is you know how what's the first thing you would tell someone to do to help structure they want they know their goal their goal is i want to be healthier or thinner whatever it is right Mm -hmm. but they don't know how to get there so what are some of the things that you could tell them that would say that would make them take that first step and maybe that next step after that so i would think if you know your long-term goal that's perfect Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and you probably would ask the question well why is it important that specific long-term goal like what about it is important to you right so Mm -hmm. Like a good example, they might be, I want to lose a certain amount of weight. And you'd be like, well, why is that so important? Like, why is that, you know, and maybe it's a certain weight. Well, it means that I will look better. And you ask, you go even deeper. Well, why, you know, what's, what about looking better or, or that it, does it, is important to you? Well, I feel like I would get more interest from other people, maybe romantically. Maybe I would improve my confidence. So then you start to get deeper into certain motivation. You're thinking mm-hmm. about, you know, self-image. You're thinking about relationships. And then you start to recognize, well, these are certain things that this person is really passionate about or just interested in. And then we would then look at, we put this at the top of the staircase, right? This goal of, you know, this weight is it's objective. Like, I want to lose this weight. But we kind of go down the certain stairs, like benchmark to figure out, well, what are some things that, you know, would show that you're making progress to this goal? Maybe it's maybe if it was fifty pounds, that maybe a few months before that is like less pounds, you know, close to the mm-hmm. fifty, and you keep working all the way down until we reach to this like month, maybe you know this mm-hmm. actual month that we're living in, and be like, all right. So the first step, first benchmark to show that you want to make progress is is X, right? What can we do every day to at least get us to X? Right now we're talking about daily habits. You know, what are you currently doing every day that is helping you there? Because it's not about, you know, you did one week good and next week you take off. It's really about consistency. Right. And Mm -hmm. I try to give people ranges, you know, so I'm like, you know, maybe if it's your walking goal, right, because we know walking daily activity and movement is very helpful. Right. This, This is a certain amount of steps to take per day, certain amount of, uh, you know, exercise to do a week. Let's look at giving ourselves a range. So maybe, you know, the seven days in a week, why don't we say between three and five times a, a week, you're going to go and do maybe 30 minutes of exercise, right? So you have a nice little range. You get three, that's perfect. You got five, yeah. that was a great week. And you kind of in between, it's not like four and you either right. got it or not. You know, it's a, there's a range, there's a healthy range. And we figure out, let's look at time. Like when is the best time for you to do that? And so you just kind of work it down to where it's almost like you have a plan for the day. You know, and you're not giving on too much for you to chew on. You just want to start something real simple as 
maybe it's a nutrition goal maybe it's an activity goal and then maybe it's another part tied to other things they're motivated by maybe it's uh, social interactions maybe they, if they like being around people the structure activities where you're meeting other people and doing that stuff with them um if it's a health goal with nutrition, let's figure out, well, do you cook a lot of your meals? Do you need help with this? Do we need to go and maybe even connect you with a resource? Like what I've done, like especially with the clients I have that have mental health and some of them uh, uh, poor body image issues, have eating disorders. Like I connect them with like a, a nutritionist because mm-hmm. a, a lot of people don't know that your health insurance most times actually would provide free preventative care services with like a nutritionist. And your service, the services are free. So these people are like, you could work with a nutritionist for free if you have health insurance, you know? Wow. So try to, try to give That's them a team. That's an interesting thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, try to give them a team to help them feel, you know, multiple levels of support, you know? Because I know I'm not a nutritionist. So I could, I think I know it's important, but let's get you to the right people and get you connected. Is it all so, cheeseburger diet uh, of nutrition? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Asking for a friend. Asking for a friend, yeah. So um, I wish, but... Um, so it's about, I think, you know, I said making it daily, daily habits, because mm-hmm. it's no longer about that long-term goal. That long-term goal is just like a benchmark, you know? What we do every day is actually going to be the most important thing and allows us to focus on things we can control, right? Yeah, I and, think that's some fantastic advice there, yeah. Kai, because I think what happens, again, this is just observation and also on our experience, I guess, mm-hmm. is we... we take that big goal we try to eat the elephant all at once right Right. as opposed to trying to eat it one bite at a time right and um you start you get discouraged if you look at like my gosh i need to lose 50 pounds and you just start to say that's a lot of weight and that's you know and and you you go you think you're doing well for a week and you've lost like a quarter of a pound or half a pound and you're like you get discouraged you just kind of lose it and um we have another friend that that, that 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 likes to tout the whole tiny habits thing, mm-hmm. right? And uh, um, uh, he always talks about it a lot. It's something as well. I'm a I'm a, I'm a certified coach myself, and it's, mm-hmm. he's absolutely right. It's those tiny steps that get you to your bigger goal and laying it out the way you just you just laid it out perfectly. It's like yeah. you, it's the pyramid, top of the pyramid. There's your big goal. You move it down till you get to a daily thing that you can control and it doesn't seem so big of a deal. Like, oh, I can do that. I can right. walk those 30 minutes sure. uh, you know, three times a week. Heck yeah, I can do that. And then you've put the plan in place. And 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 uh, that moves me to the next thing I'm interested in is like accountability. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people fail um, or I, I, I even like to use the word fail. A lot of people don't meet their goals when they fail in the accountability space. Um, how do you recommend people establish themselves to achieve the goals? What sets them up for success to be more likely to achieve a goal that they've set for themselves? Oh, definitely sharing it. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times, you know, we keep a lot of goals to ourselves because sometimes, you know, once we say it out loud, especially to other people, it becomes real, right? Now they, right. you might, they might have a vested interest in you. And they might follow up, right? And sometimes mm-hmm. we're kind of scared to put ourselves out there, um, you know, for many different reasons. One, it might be confidence. Two, it might be like you're, you're worried about, you know, what other person might think. And, you, you know, if that's how you really feel. Like, it's, it's that part of just being, you know, vulnerable, right? Um, mm-hmm. 
And especially if you don't, because, yeah, because if you don't make it, then you worry that then they're gonna follow up and you'd be like, ah, I didn't do well. You know what I mean? So you I worry think, about the judgment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think one way is definitely sharing it. And I don't mean like Facebook and <laughs> social media. That's up to you. That's up to you yeah. if you want to do that. Yeah. But I mean, like really, like finding someone. Maybe it's your best friend. Maybe it's a family member. Someone who you trust and someone that you think would actually you have daily interactions with. Someone who is gonna care. They're going to be vested in you meeting this goal and they would want to sometimes follow up with you, right? And you could even get them involved. Maybe they have the same goal as you, you know? So I think it's about trying to surround yourself around people who might have similar goals. That's what they talk about all the time, right? It's about who you associate with could really determine as well where you're going to be, you know, in certain things because it's, you're surrounding yourself around like-minded people you're more likely to, to, to adopt those habits and stay consistent once you're amongst the same people. So I think one is sharing it, definitely mm-hmm. is one. Uh, two is setting goals, you know, like really setting goals. I think we're really good at setting goals, but we, we don't really go and review them, you know, review our mm-hmm. progress, look at some barriers, let's problem solve it, and really have honest conversations about ourselves. Uh, so that's that's the next one setting goals and goals then also are tied to uh contingencies you know like as simple as you know rewards and consequences mm. Mm. you know we're very quick to reward ourselves but right. not hold ourselves accountable with a cheeseburger yeah no so i think by any contingency is like looking at like um one one that i do is like I was even looking at myself the other day, like looking like I, I also, you know, I just, my birthday was just like literally like 10 days ago. And I was like, I just want to do better this year in terms mm-hmm. of certain physical activities, you know, like I brought up like a, a walking goal that I want to do better because I realized I sit down a lot, especially mm-hmm. in COVID because I'm just sitting down a lot. And I was like, and uh, Apple Watch is like, I'm definitely not getting enough steps. But I was like, let me. It's a mean little bugger that Apple. I I know you look at it. Hey, hey, you you should stand up now. I know I should. (laughs) You know, so it's like those things, yeah. And you look at that. So I started going and recognize. All right, but knowing me, you know, I'm so busy. What are some things I could set up as contingencies? All right, I have a walking goal. I have a exercise like gym. If I do all these things, then maybe I'm allowed to have that like that glass of wine at dinner. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. I can't have that glass of wine unless I go and do all these goals. So right. I'm never, so it's just like those people, oh, I had a hard day and maybe going out to eat or something. Well, I, I didn't meet my goals, so I can't do that. So it kind of yeah. incentivizes you to call yourself accountable. But, and these are simple things, simple like rewards, extra things. Reward yourself if you do good, not just because you can. You know yeah, I, mean? I think that's a, people struggle with, I think here's where I think people, sabotage themselves i use the word sabotage it's uh, oh i did great i'm going to eat half a pie you know or whatever <laughs> you know i i think i think there's a a caveat with that it's like reward but reward yourself smartly mm. right and so um you know because I, I think it's, it's very easy when because people often couple diets and stuff with exercise and, and you know and they'll sometimes they'll over i'll see these word over diet but they will they'll like really abuse themselves into the point where they're, they're like almost starving yeah. and then they'll they'll say oh i did my workout i can now eat that three donuts right? right and so i think there's a there's a little caveat i think I'd, I'd like to make sure we put on that it's like okay rewards versus sabotage mm-hmm. i think there's a risk there uh, moderation and just, yeah and so maybe I, th- I love your 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 idea of 
discussing the goal with someone because I think maybe and then adding on the conversation of hey what is our reward for achieving the goal and what is our uh, contingency right what is the uh, if we don't achieve it what it, what, it, what are the consequences and so um, I think that's a really interesting way to approach it and so I, I think uh, it'll be helpful for folks because again I think we're, we could reward ourselves a little too much and maybe your partner would say eh, maybe we don't eat the three donuts maybe we, sh- <laughs> maybe, we maybe we split a donut <laughs> you know yeah. whatever you know and put yourself in check a little bit because I think it's that would be it, that would be good for me at least is like having someone that kept me in check um, on those on those uh, rewards yeah and and the rewards the rewards think about it to bring it back to your motivation like what are some mm. things that you're motivated by and so if you do all these things intrinsically but there is some level of extrinsic everyone has some level of extrinsic maybe it's your favorite food maybe it's a, a chocolate maybe it's a, a some kind of uh clothing item you know yeah thinking about all these different things and thinking well what rewards would really motivate me mm-hmm. to do this mm-hmm. you know maybe it's going on With a Meredith specific trip leggings. Leggings. It's leggings. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. Clothes. I work what? out so I can buy more workout clothes. There you go. There you go. So yeah, finding that and that's part of it. So you bring in motivations, all is part of it. You know? Yeah. So it's yeah. about structuring it for it to be useful. And goals are tied to it. I tell people all the time, goals are like signposts. You're in the car, your car is your body, you need fuel, you need motivation to get to those goals, right? And absolutely. And those those signs, those goals that you make every time you reach, it's just like filling up the car tapping into the more motivation you know you made it nice job let's look ahead and see where we're going you know so i think it's i think those three things are pretty important for sure i said just sharing it sometimes you could call it a community or just a a teammate Mm -hmm. uh, having goals and actually reviewing them you know deadlines are you reviewed every week how do you track your progress because sometimes we could forget the progress we made and then of three, the contingencies. Yeah, add in some rewards, maybe some. You know, I try to avoid consequences, but it's more about just rewards. You can take away rewards, and that could be good enough That's as a consequence. That's the consequence, consequence right? Yeah. 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 I, don't, I, I don't whip myself with a cat of nine tails if I don't make it. <laughs> no, no. Bad Sheldon, bad. <laughs> hey, Sheldon. Hey, Meredith. Do you like rice? I love rice. I like rice too. You know why? No freaking idea, but I love it. Because rice feels nice. It does. It does. Yeah. That's according to Scratch uh, Crispy Rice Treats. Um, It is like a good for you Rice Krispie Treat. It's got puffed rices, toasted grains, energy-packed complex carbohydrates that feel light and digest easily. I need that, All held together. Yeah. All held together with fluffy marshmallow. Who Heck doesn't yeah. like marshmallow? You had me at treat. You really had me at marshmallow. <laughs> it's kind of like eating a little birdseed cake, but it tastes you better than You lost me at the birdseed cake, but I... <laughs> <laughs> it tastes better than it sounds. Excellent. Um, it's got yeah. marshmallows. How bad can it really be? Exactly. I must, I, it must be fantastic. So, scratch crispy rice cake treats. Excellent. Um, you know what else about them? I can just guess, but I bet you're going to tell me. They're not a sponsor, but I think you I should try some that. anyway. I yeah. will, because you know yeah. what? You're the expert on these things, Meredith, and I always take your advice. I'm in. You're a smart man. I know. So our Echelon community, we're group of at-home writers, um, uh, 
And and we do. We actually, I'm looking at those three things going, you know what? That's what has been the success with my exercise program for the last year and a half is that I do have this community because honestly, my friends and family are kind of tired of hearing it. But these other people are just obs- obsessed with the spin bike as I am. And so they like to hear about it. And, you know, people will put on the page and say, I'm going to ride three times this week or I'm going to do this 75 minute ride. And other people do check in with them and say, I'm going to ride with you. And they put their goals out there. Um, it's just, it's, it, it's a lot of what you're saying. I'm like, this is why this community is working for us mm. is because it is a lot of this um, support, I think. Um, one thing though, we, we have an instructor who always likes to say, um, you know, keep going, you can do it. You think you can't, but your mind will give up long before your body will. Mm. And I just find that fascinating. And I, I have some friends who do like triathlons and ultra running and all sorts of insane things. And um, yeah, that's, that's what they say. To run 100 miles, your body can obviously do it. Why don't most of us do it? Well, because most of us go five miles and we're like, we can't do anymore. So how do you, what's a great tip for someone starting out? And we we won't go a hundred miles, but someone who's been doing 30 minute rides and they just see that 75 minute and they're like, that's too long. I can't do it. My body won't last. Sheldon's raising his hand because he's so guilty. So guilty. I love the 30 minute rides. You do. Um, He's like Goldilocks with his rides. 30 minutes. Um, But what, what's a great tip for someone to kind of get over that? mental hurdle of I can't, which is self-defeating. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah. And I think this, if every person is a different mm-hmm. uh, s- uh, solution because everyone's built a little differently, but I think there's, there's many different things, you know, you have to kind of look at maybe what is the biggest barrier to that? You know, maybe it is confidence, mm-hmm. right? Feeling like they can, and maybe that's maybe the biggest part, right? So recognizing maybe for them, maybe it's kind of like, you know, building that goal, of 75 where you do the 30 realize just passion mm-hmm. 30 would be accomplishment they yeah. try to get you to 35 right you get to 35 maybe that week right just get to 35 how does it feel like you're feeling good all right cool next week we're gonna go 40 i'm gonna really push you gonna get a 40 and then we just we just kind of periodize it a little bit like we make it into stages and then before they know it you know you see that they're looking comfortable at that forward. You might let them go and this sometimes take away the clock. Like take yeah. away that thing that they keep yeah. looking. You can actually shut the clock off on yeah. an airshell ride. You can. You can hit the little button and it goes away. I've done Smart. that before at 75. I, I've, I've ridden 75. It's contrary to popular belief. And I will turn that clock <laughs> off because I do not want to know how long I have to yeah, go. Yeah, turn that. I just don't want to. Like then can, You can build it, right? And just turn yeah. it off when it's close. So yeah. you're just like, don't worry. Just keep going. You're doing well. And and, what, and that's maybe after they built a little confidence because they've broken that original hurdle. And just let them see where they go. And then you could show, and they'd be like, look what you did, you know? And that's like, kind of breaks down that myth that you can't do it, you know? Yeah, so, I used to get so mad at one of our, she's, she's not an instructor at Ashley anymore. I, I love her. She's actually a good friend, Megan. When she would do the 75 minute rides and she would tell us how much time was left. Yes. I got, I'd have the clock if she'd go 45 down. Like, no, it's 30 left. I don't want to know that. So you're 100% right. Sometimes just removing that mental barrier is such an important thing to do. Yeah, so I think confidence, removing the barrier. Um, mm. I was thinking of another one. 
there's a lot of techniques too that you can like, like we call distraction techniques like i know one uh, my wife told me because she was a runner because uh, mm-hmm. i realized too like i wasn't a big fan of running but i realized it's very good running mm-hmm. and uh, she's a distance runner i'm definitely not a distance runner but i would go on runs with her she would try to get me to go and one of the techniques she taught me was especially like you're running outdoors is think about so when you start to feel tired think about like set a goal of like you're trying to reach by this tree or this lamp post right mm-hmm. and just focus and get into that lamp post and when you do pick a next target ahead of you so it allows you now to start distracting yourself with just setting you know like almost like uh like signpost that you're trying to reach yeah. by instead of thinking about this long run that you yeah. not, you know it's just going to take a while right and then before you know it and then one of the others was like counting down from 100 you start to feel tired just start to count you know and mm. start to distract you really zoning in and how your body's feeling and start to create different little mind games with yourself that allow you to take away of take away the pain that you're feeling in your legs or how tired you feel, right? Because that's when we start to really exacerbate symptoms. Right. It's because we're not really focusing. I can't breathe. I'm tired. My legs are hurting. And right. when we start to reinforce those thoughts, your, your, your body is really going to start thinking about be hypersensitive to the feedback you're giving. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you cut yourself and you didn't know you cut yourself, right? Until then you look and you see bleeding, then it starts to hurt, right? right. Yeah. Because you put that attention and focus to it. So I think it's, Similar to that is exercise, is trying to find other things to distract yourself instead of looking at what that is specifically that is that goal, that overarching goal that you're trying to do. That's a great one. Go ahead, Yeah, I really love the idea of just the next fence post, just the next, just because I, I, we have a good friend, Allison, who that's how she started running. I call them insane long distances. I mean, she started out walking and then just running three driveways and then doing other things. And it's like you're almost giving yourself little successes. I'm going to go to that lamppost. I did it. Okay, I'm going to go to that tree. Mm. I did it. You're winning the whole time you're going. It's very true. I really like that. Yeah. Only one problem. The mm. bike goes nowhere, Meredith. It doesn't move. <laughs> So yeah. it's like, I'm going to go to that wall. That's why I no, chase people up the leaderboard. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to get to that next level. This is level. true. Those, yeah. are our, those are our little things that's to chase. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I used to do one when I was when I was running. It's funny. I used to, What would happen to me, um, I knew our race course at University of Maine very well. We had a cross-country race course. And I knew it very well because I would, would run it so many times. And and I knew all the barriers in it. And I knew it was a, it was you know five-mile race course. And so I would sometimes, if I'm on a run that was just miserable, I would just close my, I would not close my eyes, but I would just kind of drift off and start thinking about that course. Because it was so, so was energy going on mm. in that course. Now during the races, you always you're jacked up on energy, right? Because you're running, you're people around you, you're chasing them, and and I would just go to that place in my head and imagine moving closer to each mile marker in that race, and then just kind of redo it in my head. And so it, definitely, those distractions can work. Um, and uh, so yeah, the, the, on the bike, uh, I, I can definitely see us. You know, you know, turning off the timer and just start thinking mm-hmm. about I'm going to get to the next 50 outport, right? I'm, or I'm going to catch right. that person ahead of me in the leaderboard if that's what motivates them. Yeah. And another strategy I forgot to mention too is simple things like you know what do you actually even do before you're actually doing it? You know, like the whole idea of like mental mm-hmm. imagery, visualizing yourself yeah. and the goals. Yeah. You know, really start to reinforce that you can do this. That confidence and looking at what that's going to look like and getting past that benchmark. You know and visualizing your goals achieving your goals and just trying to prep yourself talk like how are you coaching yourself getting ready for that situation 
So I think those are the things you could do even before you even start exercising, right? To get yourself prepared for what you're about to go through, right? Because a lot of people yeah. think it's just about showing up and performing. You know, we forget about all the other phases before that, just like planning and preparation for performing, right? Um, so I think those are the skills that we definitely want to take into account. That could be very helpful, you know, to then set yourself up, like knowing like the counting techniques, you oh, we could turn off the clock if it starts mm-hmm. to get like this. Just thinking about how you set yourself up for actually being able to execute when the time comes. That's right. Because I mean, the mind we know is so powerful. And that's why we defeat ourselves because we're focusing on what we can't do or oh, can I do it and the anxiety instead of visualizing. And it's, it's incredible when you change that self talk to positive self talk. And you're like, I'm going to do this, I can do this, I can see myself doing this. And then it just becomes self fulfilling. So that that's a really important point. That visualization yeah. is really yeah. key with any of your goals. Um, you know, getting up each morning and just starting off with, I'm going to have a good day. And yeah. uh, this is how I'm going to be. And I can see myself stronger. I can see myself running further today. I can see myself riding harder today. And uh, yeah, it's a good point. Like and sometimes you go, oh, sorry, Sheldon. Go, you go. No, go ahead. No, you can't go. Oh, yeah. I was going to say a, a good important thing to us to recognize that we have all these numbers as goals, but sometimes mm-hmm. you really have to just bring it back to the process, those daily things, mm-hmm. right? So recognizing that you might be running and the goal is maybe 70, yeah, as you said, 70 miles or 70 minutes. But really, the reality is you just want to have fun and you want to push mm-hmm. yourself and become a better cyclist, right? So if I do that and I continue to push myself and being a, a better cyclist or that goal, you know, that 70 is just a, like, it's a benchmark. Just to show you're making improvements. It's not no longer going to decide if you fail or you succeed. It's just to show you're making progress. So if we cannot even take a little bit of that weight or of expectation that everybody's doing this, that means you have to do it. No, it's like, it's just about pushing yourself to be better, you know, yeah. every right, right? And gradually you'll get there. But let's just work on just giving it your all. And if you're happy, if you give all your all, then you, that's all you could be. You could just right. be happy with yourself, right? At the end of the day. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's hitting the nail on the head there, Kai. Because I think a lot of people here, we have this. I call it. It's it's both a blessing and a curse on on these bikes. It's the leaderboard, mm-hmm. and you know, and you know, we can talk about all the mathematics that goes into it and all that, and and you know, it's based on wattage and kilojoules and all that stuff. But the point of it is people will sometimes look at it and they'll be sometimes some people get very motivated to chase and, and, and rise on it. Some people get very discouraged because mm-hmm. you'll see it and they say, oh, my God, I'll never be that. And mm-hmm. that's when we have to, you know, as friends and, and, and as uh, I'll, I'll use the word teammates because we're all on one team here. It's like we're all trying to get better. It's like, look, the only metric that matters is how you rode yesterday or how you rode mm-hmm. last week. And it, if you go back and you look at where you go over the course of the, the weeks and days and months, you will see improvement. I right. mean, you just can't help it. And you may not be number one on that board, but guess what? You're, you're number one if you compare where you were you know, six months ago. You can definitely see that, that, that rise happen. And, and I think people forget that or they'll allow their minds to be distracted into the, um, oh, my God, I'm in the last quartile or whatever it is. I'm like, right. you know. You can't you can't use it that way, and mo- the motivation that goes behind it is like change change the mindset and the framework. Just as Meredith was, was saying to like, yeah. uh, you know, I'm starting this positive. I'm going to be better than I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Right, 
and you're doing better than everyone who's sitting on the couch. I love that exactly. when people are like, you're lapping everyone on the couch. Because there's <laughs> exactly. a lot of people not on that leaderboard because they made other decisions on what to do with their time. And we have all been there. So, 100%. Um, one thing I've, I've noticed, too, that I was curious about is we have a lot of people who do the on-demand rides. They don't want to do the live rides because they get anxious about the competition. And then I know, you know, some of us have kids, um, uh, you know, who are going to swim meets and, and going to basketball games and they're nervous before. And, and I've done that. You, you have some, some amount of competitive nerves are good. But at what point do you think or what signs can you look for if that's harming you? Like some people, they won't, they're too scared to ride a live ride or they're too scared to join a team because they're afraid they won't be good enough. And they're never going to get better if they don't get past that anxiety. Mm. So kind of what what's some tips we could, you know, pass on and share that maybe, you know, to help calm ourselves down before we go to compete, even if it's on our spin bike at home. Yeah. And um, so there's a lot of different things. One, like mm-hmm. going back to the goal setting and motivation is thinking, going right back to the process goals, right? Because I think, you know, the anxiety is a result of you, you know, kind of thinking of this mountain for some reason. Something's mm-hmm. become a mountain to you or this wall that you're kind of unsure if you can overcome, you could get over it, right? And that then triggers you to start to feel anxious because you're anticipating a challenge that you're not 100% sure you're going to be successful in. And that causes us right. to feel anxious, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes it might be that level of expectation you put on yourself. And that might be because maybe the way, what is that goal for you? Is it to be a better rider in competitions, a way to compete with the best? Or are you looking for a specific place? And now you're really worried about placing. But at the end of the day, you actually can't control where you place, right? You could be the best, you could ride the best you can in that day, literally. The best ride you ever had. But someone else might still beat you because that day, they just, that was their best ride too, right? Right. And that doesn't mean you failed because you did the best you could, right? So if I know if I trust in myself and trust in my ability just to give my best, and then I, then I, that's something I could control, right? So it's thinking about also, you know, the focus on the controllables and, you know, letting go of the things you can't control, right? So that's also the next part of it. Um, right. Reframing the anxiety. Maybe it's excitement, right? Let's think about mm-hmm. all these things that we have to look forward to instead of what's triggering that, those thoughts of anxiety, right? Um, because most times if we have if we're anxious, most times it's something external that's triggering it versus excitement usually comes from within about things we're excited or looking forward to that gets the dopamine that gets the serotonin helps us be able to help manage the cortisol the stress that we're starting right. to put ourselves yeah. under because of this expectation and this event and maybe the anxiety is i'm worried about what my teammates are going to think i'm worrying about placing in a specific way um sorry my cat we my wife and I have two cats i think they're cat dogs and they're just like messing around with the trash and all kind of thing over here um, <laughs> they so want to be part of the podcast yeah, right? totally. yeah. Um, they look like they could go and do a diet themselves right now too um, so uh, what else i was saying so yeah so focusing on the controllables not the con- you know the things you can't control you know reframing the anxiety to be more excited um looking at the goals you know really focus on what's important in that moment um so those are a few things and then really going back to self-talk you know like Mm -hmm. i think self-talk is so huge especially if you know for those who know about like cognitive behavioral therapy model 
you know, that activating events trigger certain beliefs and these beliefs then trigger specific consequences, like how we feel and how we behave. You know, that's, that's the ABC model. So thinking about, well, how are we actually coaching ourselves? And most times if we feel anxious in a situation, it's because we're asking ourselves a lot of questions that we don't know the answers to. Like, I wonder how am I going to do? I wonder how the other competition is going to be. Am I mm-hmm. ready? And you're asking yourself all these questions and then you start to overload your brain with all these worries and it triggers yep. that anxiety response, you know, versus... Everyone's going to see me. Yeah. Be, yeah. yeah. All that stuff. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and you could simply check it for yourself by just logging it. Like, thinking about, well, what... I felt really anxious in a sense. So, like, think about it. Well, what was I thinking about, you know? And, and then you'd recognize, wow, in these specific situations, I have these kind of thoughts and these make me feel anxious. How can I dispute these thoughts? You know, just thinking about things that, you know, don't worry, I'm going to do well. I, I, I use like uh, the example I tell, I tell people is we have different narratives of the person we're talking to. And, you know, you know the three examples I use with uh, some of my clients is, you know, like you go to your favorite place to eat. You're going to meet these three friends of yours. One of them is the Hulk. You know, you show up and this guy is just super angry. He's just so negative. <laughs> So you'd stop talking to him for a bit, but then you go to the next friend, and that friend, he's a scientist, you know, he works for NASA. All he does is ask questions. He's so inquisitive about everything, you know, why is the sky blue? What did you eat today? And just questions, questions, questions. And the problem is sometimes the scientist talks to the Hulk. He asks Hulk questions, Hulk gives him back negative response, they go back and forth. It's not it's not a very good thing to be around. But then your third friend who we don't spend a lot of time with, but is our best friend, is that one who gives us encouragement, who supports us, mm-hmm. you know, lets us know we're going to be able to make it. And a lot of times we don't, in the most difficult of moments, we don't channel that, that best friend, that person who's going to support us and really make us feel at ease, right? We naturally go to the questions and then we go, you know, sometimes if we don't have that confidence, we could be really hard on ourselves, right? So right. I, that's a big part of what I try to work with my clients on is really just starting to recognize the initial thoughts in situations they recognize as challenging situations and how do they how can they actively dispute those thoughts by giving themselves you know more positive encouragement affirmations you know and and the way i say it is just you know notice name neutralize you know so notice what thoughts you're having how you're feeling name it you know take ownership it's i'm having this feeling i'm having this thought and then neutralize it and the most important way that we can neutralize anything is adding like a but. I'm feeling anxious about this, but I'm going to take a couple deep breaths. I'm just going to focus on on pedaling as hard as I can, right? And so what I'm thinking about now is that last thought, taking a deep breath and pedaling. I'm no longer thinking about the thought that would initially made me anxious about how I was going to do. You know, so I I try to tell people your thoughts are like, you you have a million thoughts a day probably. I don't know, it's, it's, it's massive. But think about it like it's a train. It just keeps going. I'm thinking about, you know, if you had this station that you, you get stuck on and you're ruminating about it, try to get on to the next, what's the next stop? Think about something that's more positive and let's end on that, you know? Like, so I think it's about the images we give ourselves, you know? Trying to always end on a strong note. It's not about where you started off. It's all about you finish at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah, right? that it's is in- incredibly helpful. I'm, I'm going to use that in my own reframing of my thoughts. That's, mm. Thank you for that, Kai. That's really good. Mm. What if all three people in my head are just angry people yelling at each other? What if I'm oh, just kidding? <laughs> They're all eating cheeseburgers. They're all <laughs> three angry eating cheeseburgers. <laughs> no, um, yeah. So, 
you know, I know, I know you you work with all kinds, including professionals and and mm-hmm. really like high performing people. You will also your team also works with regular folks. Oh you know? yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and you know, and just to, to, to plug your your website, it's you know, the theperformancepursuit.com is where your 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 team is is located. Correct? Yeah, you just Google the performance pursuit. The actual domain is theperformancepursuitconsulting.com. Unfortunately, oh, okay, yep. yeah. Uh, but if you just type in the performance pursuit, will always be the one that that pops up if you Google it. Um, Excellent. Yeah, but yeah, so we do work like from the sports psychology side, we definitely get a lot of high school and college athletes, especially parents who reach out because especially during the pandemic, a lot of uh, student athletes have gone through so many stressors. Yeah. Uh, so we have them a lot of that. But outside of that, I do we work a lot of exercisers, masters athletes, um, just helping them with their regular goals. And then I, I also do a lot of mental health, like outpatient therapy. So I work with a lot of just, you know, general people, whether they're managing depression, anxiety, um, relationship stuff. So I also help them on the mental health side as well. So are you international? Because I noticed um, you have like a 15 minute free consulting. People can sign up. And there were some people from Canada who were really interested um, in maybe doing that. So do you help people worldwide? Yeah. 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 So our, okay. our, whole, our whole team uh, for the, the best thing about the consulting is that we could do it worldwide. You know, so mm-hmm. people sign up, they get a free 15 minute consultation. They can mm-hmm. meet with the consultant. We explain the whole process. And then after that, you know, it's remote. You know, we can meet right. anytime they want is video the counseling is a little different because the counseling and the mental health piece is based on the states that you're right, licensed you so, so yeah. virginia That's i could only yeah okay. virginia i could only provide mental health services to people living in virginia versus right. i could provide consulting and performance coaching to everybody across the world the two right. differences really right. between consulting is that you know it's not a, a medical necessity so it's not covered by insurance like mm-hmm. most things right. like anything like all exercise yeah. programs and what but for those who may be dealing with mental health stuff, you know, that could be covered by insurance, but that's dependent on what state you live in. So Absolutely. That's, that's the only difference, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's it like to, you know, let's say someone's interested in this, right? I think people will be because, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's looking to make changes and, you know, uh, having that, that guidance and, and, and structure that you've so eloquently explained here is, is very valuable to a lot of folks. So what's an engagement look like um, when, when they decide to work with your team? So most times, you know, after that, they've decided, yeah, I want to go and do that first session. We always recommend do the first session. You know what? It's like anything. You get started once, you've broken the barriers down, and you get that, you get that opportunity to learn more about the consultant, learn more of the process, get more invested. And in that first session, we, just, we get a really good handle or idea of what you're going through, you know, and figure out the game plan of how we're going to take this to the next level with the sessions to follow. Uh, most times, too, we will also do assessments. In our first session, it's a, it's a quantitative assessment where they score themselves for a bunch of different items, and it shoots out all these results for different skills, like self-thought, motivation, goal setting, mm-hmm. how well you perceive yourself as doing these skills. And so we just reflect those results back, like, wow, you scored yourself really low for these specific items. We dive into it a little deeper to get a better understanding. We give you the results and be like, I think you could really benefit from these specific skills because it shows how it's impacting you. It looks like, you know, you have really high expectations. It's triggering, you know, you've uh, this self-talk where you're really hard on yourself. You're very critical and it's triggering this anxiety, right? So we show them how it's all related and then we give them skills and we practice it in session. They have a little bit of homework between sessions because just like anything, it's not about 
you don't go to your doctor and you're cured. It's about the things you do between the sessions, right? And right. when you see it, we're like, oh, looking good. Give you the next step, you know. So a lot of it is knowing that we're going to give you a lot of things you get to do between our sessions because that's where you're going to experience the most improvement. Mm-hmm. And then when we see you, then we could kind of figure out, all right, we could take it to the next level. We could, you know, maybe do more teachings. We're processing the progress you've made. And it's very collaborative, you know, and everything is driven around the desire of that client. Whatever their goals are, we're going to be there with you and support you to the end, you know. And so yeah. sessions could range from every week to some people do every two, every three, maybe monthly. It's really mm-hmm. based on the client again, you know, how yep. vested and how, you know, what's your determination? Like, how quick do you want to get this done, you know? Um, yeah. Because we have some people who, come for a few sessions and it's just like a light bulb went off and it switches and they just they're going you got that momentum and we might just see them in the future just to check in and see how they're doing you know so everybody has their own journey and i think that's the best part about what we do it's very tailored to you you know the client to make sure that you know we're here for you everybody has their own journey we're just trying to get you to the best get you as fast as possible best way possible to where you want to be fantastic so yeah, yeah guys, look 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 for them at the performance pursuit consulting dot com. <laughs> yeah, I think they write this time. And just real quick, I'm curious, a, a little curiosity question, without giving names or anything. What is the coolest success story that you have had with your team, with your with your with your work? Um, yeah, well, not to call names, uh, but just an experience. I, I worked with a heavyweight boxer, oh, wow. uh, a professional heavyweight. Uh, went up in some some big titles was i can't remember the belts he had because it, i didn't realize how much different belts they have especially oh, yeah. in boxing WBO, like, WC, there's yeah, all kinds of them there's, yeah, there's yeah. so many and uh working with this guy um who just recently too had like nothing he like he went through he was at the top of the the game um but the agents took advantage of him he ended up with no money at the end of it went through like a whole depression alcoholism and Mm -hmm. recently one of his friend's father who also is in the entertainment industry was able to get him a next title shot and it was like a make or break if you get back in it you could get back into the scene of boxing and so he reached out to me to work with this boxer to try and help him through that because he knew he was going to drink and he didn't have a very good support system and he was just really down on himself because his trainer had passed away that took him mm-hmm. there and the trainer wasn't there. So we, we got him to the fight and he won and now he's back into it. Um, so that, I would say that was... That's an amazing fun story. That's like yeah. a movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they, they, I mean, like, it, like I've, I've been, I'm a Rocky fan for sure. Yeah, yes. I, I like, I like Rocky, uh, Rocky Balboa, all the movies. Um, he is like it was so funny because the guy who brought me in to help the boxer, you know, he was a he was a producer and he talked about like this could be a movie. This is like this guy's Italian, he's a, you know, mm-hmm. he's like a Leary life boxer where the trainer dies and all this, you know, so drama behind it. And I was like, I'm just here to help the guy. I'm just looking forward to working with him, you know, and just to see him make those strides. Um and I didn't even think I did a lot. Like I really was just that person who was just there to give him the tools, you know, just to sharpen it and to do better. And he succeeded. And it was just the amazing thing to see that person make those steps for themselves, you know, and just being a part of that that process with them. So I'd say that was probably one of the uh, the best, like in terms of a high profile one. Yeah, that's what, awesome. That I've sounds like a, lot, a really yeah. cool story. Yeah, fantastic. Well, um, we like to do something on our show where it's three questions you get to pick a number and these are benign simple questions mm. and so 
going to give you an opportunity to choose a question, and then we get to quiz the counselor. One, <laughs> two, or three? I'll go with number one. Let's see. Hopefully, that's the start. Maybe the first yeah. person to select number one. But do you know, I think it's like because he's focused on getting people to that top performance to the top, level. And to so the number he's like, one role. Number one, yeah. obviously. Because there, yeah. there, there is no number two. <laughs> if you ain't first, you're last. Right? <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, this is a cool one. I like this one. If you could float in a hot air balloon over any city or place in the world, what would you choose to float over? Ooh, that's a good that's a good question. Because mm-hmm. it's a lot of places I haven't been to that I would love to, but I'm trying to think. Float over. Ooh. I'm gonna recommend not a volcano. Yeah, I wanna not... say all of them. I wanna all just keep floating. No. <laughs> I can't have a picnic basket with some snacks and just keep exactly. going. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm trying you gotta to think... pick one. Yeah, I gotta pick one. Um, I will go with a place that you know I've been to. Because um, mm-hmm. there's two types. Like I, I really like the natural environments. Like I've been yeah. to like California and like Seattle. Like certain mm-hmm. places, there's just a lot. Of, it's lush. There's elevation, mm-hmm. and you could. I feel like that would be pretty cool. But I've also been, you know, like when I went to Chicago, I, I that was the first time I actually lived in a big city like that, and I didn't mm-hmm. realize Chicago had the lake. And I can yeah. summers are some of the best summers I've ever experienced. So I feel like I might go Chicago because I don't mm. see them doing air balloons in a yeah. metropolitan area like that. Because you'd have it's to very be, windy. You, it's really, very windy. You would have to be very high. I feel like, but if I could get that vantage point of looking somehow above all these oh, tall buildings, yeah, um, yeah, in a summer day when it's yeah. warm, I think I would. Mm-hmm. That would be an interesting sight to see. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, good answer. I like that. Yeah, I, I love Chicago. It's, I love Chicago pizza. Yeah. yeah I, have bring, I have to bring it back to food, but I love Chicago. This pizza, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Well, Kai, this has been fantastic. I really enjoyed talking to you. And I hope we, yeah. can, I hope we can do it again, actually. I, I think uh, uh, as you know, other topics come up, I think uh, it'd be interested in hearing from you. And, yeah. Uh, anything else that you want to promote or, or talk about? I mean, it, I'd love to see some people visit your site and which is mm-hmm. the performance pursuit consulting.com yeah, and that, uh, engage with you. Yeah. I think that I just appreciate the opportunity, you know, to come and chat with you all. You know, it's, I think what you're doing is amazing, you know, just kind of, you know, bringing knowledge to the group that you're, it sounds like you have got an awesome community. So just, you know, we keep do. doing what, keep doing yeah. what you're doing. You know, I think, uh, it definitely providing a lot of value for them just doing things like this, you know, adding resources to the community. Um, so no, nothing really promote. I would, I would say just, you know, for people interested, definitely check out the website. Even if you're not interested mm-hmm. in services, we have a, a blog that we used to do for several oh, yeah. years. So it's a huge collection of just articles and has tips. So if, And it's all break, broken down by categories. You can go, like if you're looking for confidence, click confidence. It has all the blogs with confidence tips and stuff. Nice. So I feel like there's a lot of resources out there in general if anybody interested. So, um, but yeah, I think outside of that, I'm just, you know, Really thankful again for your invite to me. Was, I've enjoyed it a lot. So yeah, Good. ditto. We, yeah, we appreciate your time. It's really been awesome. Absolutely. Well, folks, thanks for joining us for the super excellent, not too serious bike that goes nowhere podcast. Welcome back to the super excellent, not too serious bike that goes nowhere podcast. 
I feel inspired, Meredith. How about you? I do. I feel like I have a plan to go forward and conquer the world. My life is complete. A plan is in place. Kai did a fantastic job. I loved interviewing him. Um, you know, just a, some, just a great perspective and, and, and tools that he's provided there. Uh, and just a short period of time, too. So I think a lot of people, I hope, will listen to this and really get a lot from uh, what he laid out for us. Absolutely. And, you know, he's got that, you know, free uh, 15 minutes, you know, consultation. And so fill out that form. Absolutely. And um, because they they help people from school age. You know, my daughter just started swimming. And so that's right. why, you know, there was some questions um, about she's getting ready to do her first swim meet and, you know, nerves and anxiety and stuff like that, all the way up to professional athletes. Um, Absolutely. teams, corporate things. There's all sorts of things I think our listeners could benefit from. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah. just to, to get to that, guys, just so you know, it's a, his website is theperformancepursuitconsulting.com. It's all one word, theperformancepursuitconsulting.com. Uh, for, and they have a, if, you're, if you're new to him, a free 15-minute consultation. And on the second page is how did you hear about us? Please put bike bike podcast or uh, you don't have to write the whole super X is not too serious bike that goes nowhere <laughs> podcast. You can just say bike podcast and, and he'll know what that is. Uh, we yeah. definitely want to make sure that uh, uh, he knows we you know, we send him uh, we set you guys his way. Uh, really great guy, and I think you'll you, you would enjoy it. And, and for people like us, you don't have to be a professional, right? No, nope. you you. you this is he works with look i want to say normal people all the time that just want to up their game whether they're getting stuck in their goals in fitness whatever it is he'll talk you through it and uh you know the power of having someone that's there to help you through the blocks i think we talked about it last last episode like the gremlin right those that little voice in our Mm -hmm. head yeah that little voice in your head that says you're not good enough um we see it all the time on the page too like you go to the page Oh man, I haven't been on my bike for two weeks. I'm demotivated. Uh, you know, getting you through those blocks and getting to helping you set those um, those goals and the why behind the why. Right? You right. mentioned that. That's so important. It's just yeah. so important. Um, you, you could say, "Well, I want to be less weight." Okay, that that's a good goal. That's Great a goal. That's, that's an accomplishment, yeah. right? But if you can't answer why and you can't get to the underneath real feelings and meaning in mm-hmm. underneath as to why you want that goal, it's going to be hard to really go after it because you haven't connected it to any emotions. Right. right? And so it's so important. And so um, you know, don't, don't hesitate, guys. I mean, I, I can say if, if you're stuck and really want to – you want something, you want to achieve it, work with a coach or, or – or, or, uh, um, a sports psychologist like this and they can help. They really can. Yeah. Cause it can be as, as simple as some of the things like, um, with the echelon bike, you know, there are people who we just did a two hour power hour with Nicole. And there were a lot of people who were not sure they could do it. Um, and so Nicole said it's six 20 minutes rides, come and ride as many 20 minute rides as you want to ride. I thought it was a wonderful way. To break it up. And so it many really people, was. yeah, surprise themselves because once they were in it, um, and mm-hmm. then you're getting your one-on-one coaching, which is what we love about yeah. the Connect classes, yeah. um, they finished and it was incredible. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that was a perfect example of taking that bigger goal. Like the way Kai put it was, you know, you have your P 
pyramid, right? And your mm-hmm. big goal was a two-hour ride. It's so daunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a daunting number, right? And so break it into little pieces and take it, eat the elephant, you know, one bite at a time. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and you did it, right? That's fantastic. Yeah. Which brings me to my little thing. Yeah. I want You've to tell you. You kept us in suspense. I know. I know. You see, Meredith, this is what professionals do. Oh, just so you know, right? I'm yeah. learning so you, much at you, your feet. You are. I know. It's a uh, come, come, young <laughs> From my elder. Let me teach you the ways of the force. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're. <laughs> Your significant elder. <laughs> Let me tell you about my day when before we had electricity. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, you know, I, I try not to be a, a person that brags. I don't. I, I don't like it. I, I say I don't really love attention that way. I love attention, but not that way. Yeah. But I did something I was super proud of, and it's been a long time since I've had a a big athletic goal in my life. Um, it, you know, it's you know, many years ago, I used to, as I told you, I used to run pretty competitively, and then it just died for many years, and and uh, I let myself yeah. go pretty hard. Then Echelon brought me back into the into the realm of fitness. Um, I decided I needed something. I've been talking about it a while. I live in Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, and we have this wonderful trail that they've created. It's called the Capitol Trail. Starts right here. Now, it actually starts. I really, literally live about a hundred yards from it. Not even. Oh wow. Maybe a hundred yards from it. Yeah. It's right down the hill from my house, and it starts right about here. You know, it goes a little, little farther, but it starts right about here, and it is a fifty-plus mile trail. Oh. It goes all the way to Jamestown in in Williamsburg, Virginia, and so I had my goal was you know sometime I want to ride this was my that was my big goal. Yeah. And I told myself this. Probably when I, not long after I started Echelon. Well, actually, I moved here before that. I always dreamed about doing it. But I was really intimidated because I was out of shape. I was not in great shape. And there was a couple of decent hills in that darn thing too, like mm. really long, intimidating hills. And, you know, it's a, it's a long haul. And so I said, uh, you know, earlier this uh, late, you know, late winter, early spring, I said, you know, I really want to try to run it. And I did, you know, Kind of what Kai had mentioned here. I told my wife, I want to I want to ride this ride. I didn't say exactly when. <laughs> Did she laugh? But I said I, wa- I wanted to do it. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, my wife is always, she, she, she's the one person that has no doubt that I could put anything I put my mind to. Uh, she's, she's the one person that does that. Yeah. But um, so I said, okay. Uh, and I didn't tell her when. Then a couple weeks back, uh, you know, it was getting towards, I had a long weekend coming up. And I said, um, I think this is the weekend. You know, it looks like the weather's it's going to get hot, mm-hmm. so I'm going to leave super early. So um, I'm, you know, the thing is, it's 50 miles. I'm not coming back. I'm having my <laughs> wife pick me up at right. the 50 mile mark. Right. That's that's how that's going to go down. And so I, I needed her support in more ways than one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I needed a ride. It's hard to Uber with your bike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that was the. Uh, that's why I had to coordinate slightly with that one. But I put my intention. I said, you know, I might. I, I, I still wasn't all in. I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to do it. Uh, you know, if everything goes well that morning, and I think I, I get up early, and I can get myself geared, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. So I had my bike all ready to go get all my stuff and I set out and it's, I've, never, I've not done a, a ride ever that long, not even close. I mean, once when I was, I think 15, I did like a 20 something miler to, to, you know, because we wanted to go to a water slide park. Oh, okay. It was, you know, 
lofty right, right, goals. But yeah. that's the longest I've ever ridden on a bike. And, um, you know, and I, and I was nervous because I, I know I was in a lot better shape because of Echelon and, and, and mm-hmm. all the work I've been doing. But I didn't know if I was in 50-mile bike ride shape. Right. And so I, I, got, I got a little anxious. But I said, okay, look, uh, I, I, I practiced a few, a little bit bef- in the weeks before by going uh, we have a place called Carrytown, Town, and I would go there. I meet people for coffee, and it's about uh, eleven mile round trip. And I was okay. doing that with there's a couple good hills in that too. I would do that really easy, like that. Really, I felt really good about that. Oh, okay. Like I would come back, yeah. do that, and come back, and I felt okay. That wasn't bad. I, mean, I feel my legs a little bit, but not bad. Mm-hmm. So that gave me a little bit of confidence. And so I said, okay, we're doing it. I get on the bike at six twenty in the morning. And so I start out and I start out and, you know, in my head, I'm, I'm, I, by the way, I did this alone. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, no one went with me. <laughs> no one went with me. And so I'm, it's just me and my thoughts, which is a very dangerous place. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? So I'm going. And of course, one of the first big hills is like less than a mile out. It, it just yeah, it get it goes. over with. Great. Got it over with. So I rip good. off that band-aid. Okay, and good. Yeah. And the other thing that's a little like this is good and bad in some ways. Every single mile is marked on that trail. Oh. So you yeah. are it is ticking down. There's no hiding from the mileage and, and the or you can't really play those mental games in your head. Right. Like I used to do this, I used to do this running on longer runs. I just wouldn't even pay attention to how long I was going. Like, and I think I've mentioned this on the enduro rides before. Um, like whenever I did them, I don't want to know how much times I hide the clock. I don't mentally don't want to know. I just want to do it and then hope I'm close when I turn that clock back on. Right. But I couldn't do that here. No. So close your eyes. Some of the, Ride with your let's eyes. Let's use closed. some of the. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that also does not end well. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to help you out, buddy. You, you know, uh, you're. Uh, where were you when I needed you? Uh, exactly. Um, Asleep. Exactly. So, so the question. Okay, we're getting we're getting to the good part. All right. Where I, do I make it or don't I? Um. So all right. So I started. You know, I listened to the interview we had. We did this interview several weeks ago with mm-hmm. Kai, mm-hmm. and so I listened to it, um, gearing myself up for this. And I said, okay, all right. I'm going to break this down. My big goal, I know, is 50 miles. What's my reward going to be? My reward is going to be um, my wife's going to pick me up, and there's a great sandwich space place in Williamsburg that we love. I was going to get myself a big old thick pastrami sandwich. That was my reward. And plus this, the satisfaction, and I did this. It was intrinsic and the extrinsic, like Kai said, right? And so we're going. I'm going out. And I'm, okay. 10 miles. I, I know 10 miles is going to be easy. I can do 10 miles. That's easy. I do that every weekend now. 10 miles. And I, okay, 20. All right. It's just two, two trips to the coffee shop. Yeah. Two trips to the coffee shop. Yeah. Nope. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, right? So I'm out there doing my thing. I, 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 you know, they're ticking out. I'm at 20. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Okay. What's the next milestone in my head? 25. It's halfway. Yeah. I can get halfway. And if I get to halfway, I can't turn around. I got to right. keep going, right? It's, right. It, it, it's the same distance to go home. Exactly. I'm not going to make that call of shame for my wife to come pick me up halfway. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, no, but I was feeling okay. It wasn't bad. Like, it, luckily, I went so early that it wasn't hot, right? Right. And it's a beautiful trail, lots of shade. Um, and so it's really gorgeous. And so I get past that 24. Then I get to 30. I'm like, okay. 
That's where it starts to get a little mental on me. You know, it's just like, okay, 30, holy smokes, 30 miles a long way. And I was starting to feel it a little bit in my knees. So I just actually had to stop and adjust my seat because my seat was too low. I just realized oh. it about 30 miles in. It's probably actually probably 20 something miles in. I realized the seat was too low. So I got to lift. I lifted it up and, and alleviated some of that left knee pain I was having. Good. All right. I can do this now. All right. So now I just got to grind. I'm going to grind. Mm-hmm. I'm going to grind that next 30 to 35. Okay. 35. It's only 15 miles to go in my head right yeah this is great and i get to 40 i'm like uh, 40 i knew i had it right because it's yeah. like it's all single di- i can count those single digits right down right and you know i did it i very good for me it was a very good time you know i was on i didn't ride a road bike by the way i have, I have a hybrid so it's like it's not the, not mountain bike tires but it's a little wider than normal tires yeah um than the road bike would be but um i did it meredith I Yay! I'm so Yay. proud of you. And I know. That's I was a, pretty happy with myself. That's a big thing. That's um, that's an accomplishment. It's nice to set those goals. Um, and honestly, in that I hate running and you can too book, talks yeah. about when you push yourself. You know why do we do that? Why no one's paying you to do that, Sheldon? Why? No. Why did you set that goal? Why did you decide to do that? I'm a fool, Meredith. I'm a damn fool. <laughs> well, no, that's what no. he's talking about running. It's no. insane. Why? Yeah. It is insane. Yeah. Most of us aren't going to win the race if we go and do a race. Yeah. Um, you yeah. did accomplish your goal, but you you find that it makes your life doing these challenges on the side for yourself. Actually, when you're going through stressful days at work, you're like, well, at least it's not 50 miles on that trail again. You know, you're like, I've done that. I can get through this. I can get through a 30 minute meeting that should have been an email. I can do it. Um, So it's just, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's really, I'm proud of you. That's awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I really do. And and I can say, and again, I I told the story partially Mm -hmm. to, to to go through some of the things that Kai um, did in in, in the interview there. Cause I had all the things. It was the, you know, I had the big goal. I had the little goals leading up to it. I had the, uh, accountability because I told my wife I was going to do it. And I said, you know, honey, I'm doing it. And yeah. she was, you know, I needed, I, she was my accountability partner there. Um, you know, I had um, all, all the pieces, right? You know, I had the goals, the plan, the accountability, and the incentives. And Perfect. so it, you know, it works. The formula works. And so the reason I, I wanted to talk about it is just so, you know, people that are listening to this, if we can, for those that are struggling with any goal, whether it's something as simple as I want to ride a 20 minute ride or a 30 minute ride. Yeah. You know, start with the five minute ride, right? Yeah. And, you know, and just build towards it and you know, find that buddy, that, that accountability partner. There are people on the page that will support you. They will. And just reach out and ask for it, you know, and um, don't be, don't be, there's no shame in any goal you want to set. Not a yeah. one. And if you no take a break, small. right. I've, I've noticed a few people seems like this week coming back and saying, um, I've been off the bike for four weeks. I just got fed up because I wasn't seeing progress or because I had an injury and I just couldn't do what I wanted to do. And, um, but I've decided to get that nonsense out of my head and I'm back and the, the support they get. The welcome backs, the glad to see you. It's it's incredible. Um, so don't be afraid to reach out, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, 
I want to thank Kai for doing the little, the, I mean, he didn't realize it, but he was giving me a little incentive coaching session to, to kind of help me work through it myself. You know, I'm normally pretty good at self incentives, um, mm-hmm. but this was an intimidating one for me. It really was. And, and I don't, I don't get intimidated by stuff usually like that. I usually say, just go friggin' do it. Um, but this one, I was a little nervous, I have to say. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was a little, you know, and I, I was recovered well. Next day I was, you know, I did another, I was kept going the next day, but with a little run and was just fine, but definitely felt it. It wasn't, you know, 50 miles. It wasn't, right. uh, wasn't a, a, a nothing burger. It was definitely a little bit of a, you know, double Whopper with cheese, but, uh, <laughs> it was, a, well, a, you've got to little. set that, you know, set that big goal, but then you had to put yeah. in the prep work. You had to do a yeah. few of those coffee runs. You had to do, yeah. a, you know, set, you had to, hydrate and plan your timing so you weren't doing it in the noon sun you know it it is important to set yourself up for success as much as possible when you set a big goal like that um because otherwise you know if you had turned around um because you just decided one day to go do it and had no prep um Mm -hmm. you know then that's disheartening and and dissuade you from trying it again so that yeah, that's, that's part of the process point. too. Um, you know, you have that big goal of I want to uh, lose fifty pounds, maybe. Well, uh, that's great. Um, mm-hmm. What are you going to do this week? Okay, well I'm going right. to start drinking water instead of pop mm-hmm. this week. You know, yeah, or even tomorrow. Or what are you going to yeah. do today? Um, and it can just be that simple because the the big puzzle looks like too much. I know. I just started. Um, the Arbonne Healthy Living 30-Day Program. And that's right. so easy because it's like, okay, I can do this for 30 days. I can give up coffee. Um, how am I going to do that? Well, I've got the hot tea to replace it. And I've got, you know, uh, my fizz. And I've, I've got recipes. I've got an accountability group. Um, and, you know, we all work together. And, uh, you know, I know why I'm doing it. Um, mm-hmm. is just for so my body feels better and moves better um, when I'm doing my yoga and things, get some of those detox, um, get some of those toxins out and uh, get off the sugar. <laughs> that's a big yeah. one for yeah. me. Yeah, that, that, I know. Uh, it's so hard. Yeah. That, that one, I'm, I'm with you on that one. It's like I do definitely love uh, a little bit of sugar in my life. Um, yeah. So, so I know it's easy to get rid of that one, but you know, you're doing a great job. I mean, Thank high fives you. to you. Yeah, and I know you're, you're you're pumping your way through it, which is going to be going to be fun. I think. And yeah, like I'm one weekend, three to go. Yeah, you know, and three no problem. Twenty five percent, Meredith. That's there a good go. goal. It's a, it's a good number. <laughs> one fourth. That's even better. Right, one out of four. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I think. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I was try- I was just looking real quick to see if I, I, there's a great book that, that I'd read about this. I mean, years ago. Around it's about change management. I can't remember the name of the book. It's it's, it's going to bother me. I'll, 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 I think it's Chip and Dan Heath with the authors. But one of the 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 things in it was around how do you how do you get change to happen? Mm-hmm. And this was actually, I believe, it, it, I can't remember if the story is one hundred percent right. So I apologize if it's not. But the concept was. Uh, there's a state you know, in the union. I won't name the state because I don't, I don't want to shame a state. But one of them was definitely like, had, well, had the, it, was the, it had the highest obesity rate. And, and, oh, and yeah. It had really high, um, uh, you know, uh, high level of obesity and poor health. Right. And so the, the, the people in that state wanted to try to bring down some of the 
weight in the state because of health reasons and all that, mm-hmm. right? And make yeah. their state healthier. And so there were all kinds of debates on how do they, how do you make people you know try to make get them to make giant changes like you know right. stop eating sugars and blah 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 blah. All kinds of big things were suggested. Finally, someone said, "Okay, look, stop drinking whole milk. Drink yeah. drinks." Can, can you drink 1% or skim milk? Dramatic change happened. Wow. Dramatic change yeah. happened. And because again, it's like boiling it down to something that someone can attain, something that's easy to identify, mm-hmm. something that they can set a simple goal and feel like they're achieving it right. and then see a result. Right. And so again and again, we will see it here, uh, you know, as, as we strive to make these goals and as we set these goals and all that, uh, you know, that simple formula works every time. Uh, Kai mentioned something else, uh, like the around accountability. It was like, and uh, remind me on this, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. It was the Hulk, the scientist, and the encouraging friends, right? Uh, the three different yeah. kinds of, of people you can put in your life there. And, uh, you know, sometimes you need a Hulk, right? So there's somebody that's going to plow through it. Um, sometimes right. you need that, that scientist, and sometimes you just need that encouraging friend. It depends where you are and who you are. I think we've talked about this before. Like, you respond to a certain type of uh, encouragement, right? Yes. And as do as do I, right? Yeah. And so... You got to know what you respond to and uh, surround yourself with that kind of uh, support system. I need positive vibes. That's why I, you know, got to Echelon. <laughs> it's positive it vibes. It's true. Yeah. Everybody's true. welcome. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. That's it, it. And I think it's hopefully we see that in most of our members as well. Yeah. That, that positivity rings through. I think you, people just self select. You know, if, yeah. if it's not, if people get here and for some reason, they said, "Oh, I don't, I don't like this, this, this format." Or, "Okay, that's fine. That's cool. No one's going to be mad." And no, it's okay. But this is what it is. This is you're, you're yeah. getting the positive vibe experience. That's how it goes. Yeah. And so, um, you know, what can you do? You just can't uh, can't uh, change that uh, culture because someone can't can't fit into it. Really, exactly. As Eden says, "You do you." So you, you do, do you. you. I like it. Boo. She yeah, she leaves off the boo. You've improved it. (laughs) This is again, Meredith. This is how I uh, how I work. You know, I I bring a little extra something, something. Yeah, I'm like the whipped cream on the Sunday. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm more like the nuts on the Sunday. Yeah, I wasn't gonna say. (laughs) Yeah, and you were. All I had to do was let you wait. What else we got going on? I don't know. All kinds of things. So thank you, Kai. Uh, so please, yes. again, guys, go if you do want, I, I recommend if you're interested in some kind of uh, sports psychology or uh, coaching, see him at theperformancepursuitconsulting.com, theperformancepursuitconsulting.com, and tell them you found us through the bike podcast. And uh, you know that'll give him a little indicator that uh, you heard it all here, kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's talk about other things. So Fit Tone Fridays. Don't oh Fridays. Goodness. So much fun. It is fun. You know, it is. It, I never would have thought that I'd, I'd be a sucker for the Fit Tone Fridays, but I'm a sucker for the Fit Tone Fridays. You are. You are. I'm a sucker for the Fit Tone Fridays. I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in. All in. So, did Joey's you ride Pace last- Car, man. Oh, oh that's, that is. That is mm-hmm. I do change my name for that. Oh, okay. I am I am Joey's pace car right. uh, when, when I do Fit right. Tone Fridays. He deserves right. he deserves something special. I I drop that. I drop yeah. that. Joey's pace car. That's who I am. 
<laughs> I did I ride like this it. past Friday. Yeah, we had a um, we had an ex an, another guest because um, there was yeah. Lance Bass the the week before. Um, right, I was in Texas, so I didn't get to ride that one. But um, yeah, from boys to men, so that was really great, Nate. So yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, and then yeah. they started to, they, they announced the contest. Yeah, it kind of came out. Of, it kind of came out of nowhere. I know. I kind of wish they announced it a little earlier, frankly. Yeah. Um, to, yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. But it's uh, so there was some confusion, I think. Uh, I know at least among our friends around mm-hmm. how it works and what the rules are and all that. Now, unfortunately, by the time this airs, I think the contest is technically over. So or yeah. it may, there may be a day or two left. But um, but we'll talk about it just because, you know, we're talking about it. Um, yeah. So the some of the rules around it, it, it is – the U.S. and District of Columbia only, so no Canada or U.K. Um, yeah. It's it's probably lottery rules, frankly. Uh, I know a yeah. lot of things like that you can't do cross-border stuff like that. So it's a bummer uh, for our, our, our international folks, but it is U.S. only. It is one entry per day. So you can do it on demand or live, right? doesn't matter. Right. Um, but you can do one entry per day, so you can enter every day up until it, it's it's over with. Um what else about it? Uh, oh, someone had mentioned, I don't know where this came from, but someone had mentioned that they thought you had to actually post on the page to be eligible. You do not. You just have to take the ride. It's, it records your, I guess that's how it works. It records your email address and stuff and, and okay. your profile if you take the class. So no need to do anything other than ride, if unless you, unless you want to, yeah, I but do post about it because we like yeah, to see it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I I, I I post about it because it's fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's that. That's largely it. Um. But again, so I think it's up to I think it's July fifth, and okay. then I think it turns around very quickly. I think the ride is like the ninth. I think right? so. I think yeah, it's, that, I think and it's, it's that, that Friday. So Yeah, you get the airfare there, one night stay in Miami. You get to meet yeah. uh, VIP, meet Joey Fatone. And uh, of course, you'll get to meet all the Miami instructors or the ones Your that are stars there. stars themselves. Yeah. And, um, and then fly home the next day. So it would yeah. be a quick trip, but Echelon's foot in the bill. So it's worth entering. It's pretty cool. Um, so even if you hear this yeah. Yeah, on uh, Monday and it's still going, then. By all means, go ahead and catch one on demand and get yourself entered. Get It'd yourself awesome. entered. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think I, I'm pretty sure Echelon should take us there, Meredith. Oh, well, and definitely. And do like podcast on site, you know. Yeah. Um, I'll podcast saying, on just, the bike. I'm I'll... putting those positive vibes out there. Okay. Positive vibes. I like it. Positive vibes. Yeah. Sprinkling. See me? See my hands? <laughs> I'm sprinkling positive vibes. I'm th- I'm I'm like I'm like the, the salt bay. Yeah, sprinkling positive vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the visual says it all, guys. Yeah, it does. Sorry, that's it, why it I'm really laughing is. so hard. Exactly. It's, it's salt, I am salt bay positive vibes. Salt bay. Uh, if, if you don't know who the salt bay is, then you better look it up because he's it, it's funny. Yeah. Um. Anyways, um. What else, Mayor? What are, what kind of uh, shout outs and and fun things do you have to talk about? Well, I do want to um, give a shout out to uh, Matthew and Jack Ogus yeah. because they did their big, um, their father and son duo in Canada, and they really want to come to Chattanooga, but the borders are closed. And so they decided in the month of June, they were going to ride to Chattanooga and they did it. I think Jack finished it up on Festival Friday. Um and so they they made it to Chattanooga. But what happened, I think 
Amber kind of started this. She wanted to donate her miles to Jack. And yeah. um, Jack, you know, they decided they wanted to ride themselves to Chattanooga. But they accepted mm-hmm. miles to go from Chattanooga to, I think, Germany, the studio there, and then mm-hmm. maybe Spain and, and London, I'm guessing, and Shanghai. Shanghai. Went to Shanghai. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think back, so, it, 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 it's a crazy amount of miles. I think it had 200 yeah. something people involved. Yeah. 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 That's pretty awesome. I mean, again, that's, that's community. That's, that's, how and we the, get the community went around the world and made it back to Chattanooga. So we've done all nah. this in June and, and June isn't over as we record this. Um, right. right. And Kelly Van Fleet was the miles, her seven miles that, Tipped, I think from Fit Tone Friday, actually, nice. tipped us, got us all to Chattanooga. So well done. Oh, that's that that's is awesome. Fun. I do. I want to give a one. I want to give them one more piece of shout out too. Okay. I know that as part of that, um, you know, they made the they uh, decided to make a donation. Yes. For the Trevor Project, which yeah. is, um, you, you know, is a, is a wonderful charity. Uh, you know, so you know, supporting youth trying to to get through. Uh, you know. Their pride moments, <laughs> and, right. Uh, right. Uh, and, and to and to support them uh, in in that journey, and so uh, congratulations, thank you, Matthew and and uh, Jack for 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 giving that donation, and you know, you guys look it up, the Trevor Project, if you want to be a part of it as well. It really is worthy, uh, particularly in, in this is this month of uh, recognizing pride, um, to to go ahead and support that type of organization because there are lots of people out there that need that kind of help. So please Absolutely. consider that. Um, another big thing um, around Pride Month um, that I don't think we've mentioned yet, and I've been watching yeah. it all month, and it's incredible. Um, Ryan and Colby, um, mm-hmm. they. Lost a lot of friends in the pulse. Um, oh gosh! I, you know, for lack of a better I word, I mean, you know, the the hate filled incident um, where yeah, yeah. Uh, so many young, bright, shining, beautiful people lost their lives in a horrific way, and um, so they they lost actual people they knew. We were all horrified wow. when it happened, um, yeah, but they yeah. so um, they've been writing. Um, for each person who lost their life. And Ryan especially has been like keeping their, um, you know, their pictures in in front of us and their stories and it's heartbreaking and beautiful. And it's such a massive undertaking emotionally, I'm sure for him and Colby, you know, these were people they knew and loved and they, uh, were going to go that night. And, um, you know, his partner said, no, I don't feel like it. And they didn't go. And he was kind of mad at him for saying no. And it mm. probably saved one or both of their lives. Um, so that's the kind of people we have in this community. Just incredible wow. people who are keeping love alive. And so it's just, it really deserves more than a shout out. It deserves its own podcast probably. But um, yeah. I just thought yeah. it was really important. It really moved me. You're making me sweat from my eyes, Meredith. Stop it. <laughs> well, Jayma did some rides on the actual, you know, June 12th. And um, mm. she actually, um, you know, a lot of people rode for, they, they picked a person and rode for them. And that, I, I did not do that. Um, it was a rest day for me. So I went out and um, wore my Echelon Pride shirt. And um, 
just did a couple miles, but um, people rode for others. And when the instructors say ride for those who can't, that's what they did. And it was beautiful. That is fantastic. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that, Meredith. Yeah. That's uh, exactly the kind of stories we need, um, for yeah. sure. I have another one uh, related to, uh, uh, well, it's not so much a pride or anything like that, but uh, one of our writers, uh, I'm going to my names here, you know, Jackie Sylock Butler. Um, she had a very beautiful little story around uh, listening to Danny yeah. on one of her rides. No surprise there, right? Danny's yeah. uh, <laughs> is just always so profound in, in her speaking and the way she projects and, and the uh, the thoughtfulness that comes from her rides, right? Yeah. And so the lessons around it were, you know, being open to things, right? And mm-hmm. and and she talked about her story about uh, cutting her hair the way she wanted to, right? And and how empowering that was to her. Well, uh, Jackie posted on the page around this and uh she it's around her daughter her daughter's always wanted to get her hair colored like full-blown color mm-hmm. right and her her and her husband have been like no they let her do her the tips of her hair but they were worried about how people would perceive her and right and all that instead of you know and she stood back and listened to this ride and said my god we've been hypocrites yeah. And just to share that story and to be open about it. So I just want to say thank you to Jackie around that because a lot of people probably have the exact same situation, maybe even dealing with it with the same way mm-hmm. with their with their kids. I'm not my kids not gonna make their hair pink or whatever it is, but they brought her into the room, brought their daughter in the room, and they said, Hey, look, we're so sorry. You know, we've been hypocrites and you be your best you and do what you want. And I'm mangling the words, but eventually just basically saying, you know. You know, I have no right to tell you who you can be. Be yourself. And her daughter broke down in tears, gave her the best, biggest hug, and and just told her how much she loved her. And and I'll be, you know, I again, waterworks a little bit. Um, oh yeah. But it's um yeah, but it's just so emotional. And you know, and if she showed a picture of her daughter, bright pink hair, beautiful, Gorgeous. just a beautiful young woman. She rocks it. Gorgeous. She really did. Yeah. She rocked it. And I just want to give her the the biggest shout out for being, you know. Really cool mom. Really yeah. cool mom. So, well, and that was the and, thing. Uh, it wasn't coming from she she wanted, she said, We've always told our kids to like be themselves, yeah. be authentic. Exactly. But they were trying to protect her. Exactly. I mean, that's what we do as parents. Right. And she made a really good point too. She said, She's our oldest, and we said, Hey, we're learning with you. And that's what my parents yeah. did with me, and that's what I did with my yeah. oldest. You yeah. you learn. Um, sometimes you're a little tougher on them out of fear. And to protect sure. them, sure, sure. And um, so it was. It was beautiful. It was such really was. a well-written post. Yeah, and that's what our it's instructors do. Story. They make us yeah. better people all around. Hundred percent. They make us think and rethink and and challenge ourselves to be our best selves. Yeah. And that that, that was yeah. a great step up moment. Jackie, congratulations. Way to be an awesome yeah human being. Uh, I'm not going to say mom. Yeah. Just way to be an awesome human being. So. Kudos, kudos, Meredith. That's what I say. Yes. Kudos. <laughs> Remember the granola bar? Kudos. They, they yes. used to make these granola bars. I used to yeah, love those damn things. They had like this nougat in the middle or something. It was. Mm-hmm. It was. I used to love those damn things. They stopped making them, Meredith. <laughs> everything I love, they. Everything I love from a food perspective. My wife and I have this little thing. Everything I love. That's food. I'm a picky eater. I'm a terrible yes. eater. You know this. Yes, I do. I'm, I'm bad. I'm like, I, we're, like if you know, if we're ever in a commune together, it's like there, there'll be a kids table and Sheldon will be set at it. Um, yeah, that's the way it's with his be. mac and cheese. But <laughs> everything I love goes away. 
matter what it is. It's like it's like I'm almost it's like the point where my wife's I'll tell my man, that was a great restaurant. I love that place. She goes, Don't, Jeez. don't, <laughs> don't you you're you're the curse. You can't say that. It's and it's eerily scary yeah how often it happens like no matter what um but so anyways i'll just say you know sorry kudos just reminding me of, of that yes. story yeah. more news meredith let's get back back to news with meredith and sheldon uh tour de echelon has begun yes. again the great tour de echelon and there's the great thing about a bike that goes nowhere is that no one can hold a sign in front of you and wipe oh out the whole peloton of people goodness right? can uh, you believe you see that, that? Oh, my yes God. what oh. a that, that, that's worse than that moment where that guy reached out and caught the fly ball at Chicago Stadium there I think it was exactly and, you know, what and, I said I said oh my gosh you just caught the home run ball oh my god yeah yeah you just interfered interfered yeah. with the home run ball oh. except you wiped out a bunch of people and probably broke their bones yeah yeah oh my gosh oh what a terrible terrible thing um yeah so I mean I know a lot of people are excited about it. You know, lots of uh, who's who's our instructors this year. A couple different ones. I mean, obviously, yeah, because Megan's not lineup. here, so we've right, we've right. got Brian and Jama yep. yep. and Marsha. Uh, yeah, and Brian's. the three Brian of them. Is such a- detailed job in Jamin. And yes. I just remember them from last year. So yeah. detailed about their course planning on that. Yeah. Exactly. So those three are back. And then we have Danny and Sam awesome. Jackson. Oh, welcome yeah. Sam. Yeah, she's and she's new on the bike, right? She's yeah, uh, this fairly is gonna, new. She's, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does the Excellent. stride. I've been um running some stride runs outdoors with Danny and Sam and enjoying it. Yeah. 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 But Very uh, good. so, are you going to be riding the Tour de Echelon? Have I you rode any I, of them yet? I was never. I, I would do it again. You know me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I ride. Do. I don't set my schedule on anything except my own schedule. I, I'm very selfish about when I ride. <laughs> I would say you're independent. <laughs> I am. That's a that's a better. That's a nicer way yeah. of putting it. I ride when I. I mean, I honestly, it's just when I can make time to ride. So, and I and I I I always ride. I ride live almost every time if I can. Right. And um, I just. I can't plan my day around it. Unfortunately, I wish I could. Um, and plus, actually, I, I I wish I could because a lot of them are thirty minutes this year. Yeah, the it's rides. different. A, a lot of them are thirty minute rides, and so I maybe I will look for more. I just haven't been able to get on the one so far. Um, just stuff going on and stuff like that. But I think it's uh, I'm going to try to sneak on a few of them. I'm not a big badge completer type person, so I, I don't I don't you know get antsy if I don't have all the rides and stuff. It's just right. not usually my thing. But well, um, yeah, that but I was love my them because I love the instruction. Yeah, yeah. As I rode last year, but I rode them all. You know, within the 23 days or whatever that right. they had them, um, I had to catch a couple that like I had work commitments and so I had to catch them on right. demand. Um, but then they came out with the badge and it was like I was going to have to start all over and I'd uh, already completed the whole thing live. Or I bet, I bet if you reached out to Echelon's like customer service, they could they could give you that badge because they could see the rides. Yeah, but I feel like I I wouldn't want them to just give it to me. So um, you earned it. You took all the rides. I did. I did. Well, and you, I did. You earned the badge. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, that's not a big deal, Meredith. I think it's like the, mm. it's like, you know, it's like, you know, I went and ran the Boston Marathon course, whatever. I don't know. Just say, just say you did that. It's like, okay, you ran yeah. the course. There you go. I don't know. <laughs> I think so I, this I year, think I'm going to catch them when I can. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You're badge worthy. Thank you. I have declared it. <laughs> Sheldon on this day on something of june 28th of june a few days before we release a podcast uh yeah. i declare thee badge worthy meredith badge worthy oh, 
Thank you. You're welcome. I'm I know. Some I know. Real I know. Seinfeld <laughs> memories here. Um, exactly. So let's move on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Oh Meredith, you so, had to do it. I got some other shout outs. Um, Go ahead. Just, just um, you know, husband and wife team. Uh, yeah. Chris and Lori, um, Suds Lady and Fat Boy Skinny. They have sure. just been crushing it um they're crushing their personal best and it's just nice. really awesome to see um and mama j-lo too um since that um you know the the app updated and some of us have, you know kind of outputs are different and things um so people are hitting some more personal best and just keep nice. moving on up and not yeah. giving up not just saying well yeah. i quit this then and um really um getting motivated and getting in the groove and that's awesome to to see it is yeah and, I, I, again yeah. i met our friend debbie again I mean, she also hit a, mm-hmm. a personal bus this morning on a ride so good for her i was Yay! on the ride with her so yeah good for that's her that's awesome so other things happening in the world of, of echelon here um the late night rides have had a little switching up uh yeah yeah, we've seen a lot of the the UK instructors are now doing those, uh, which is I think appropriate and just from a timing perspective mm-hmm. that's kind of their day. Yeah, and, and so of, the you know, Miami instructors don't have to get up or be up in the middle of the night doing rides exactly. at midnight. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, as long as we still see them on the schedule at other times I, I agree, yeah. much left. Yeah. Absolutely. I think there were a couple things. I mean, obviously, people were getting very used to uh, Shana on that one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I, I hope, and so I, these are little people like, we want our Shana, give us more of Shana. And so I hope, I do yeah. hope they, they start putting her more on the schedule. And I feel bad for some people who've been riding so much with her because they've really, really engaged with her and, and, and loved riding with her. I mean, I, I'm glad they're getting more uh, instructors in the mix, but I hope they give her a chance to, uh, to, 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 reconnect with those people she's been she's been bringing yeah. through this this late night right absolutely and, um, and one other change that happened there's been a little rumbling uh hopefully echelon will make adjust adjustment on this one is the 5 30 a.m class that was normally out of miami is not there anymore and yeah. so a lot of people that was their morning ride. So just from a timing perspective, that's when they could get their ride in. And so they were really hitting that. again. I don't know what the numbers were. I think the numbers were pretty decent for that class. Um, you know, considering it's five thirty in the morning Eastern time, right? Right. Uh, right. And, but uh, and that, I think Mari used to teach it a lot. Uh, I can't remember. Who, maybe Shane as well. I can't remember. But um, I, I was if I did it, it was usually six o'clock, uh, not the five thirty. But a lot right. of people were. We're hoping that 5.30 would come back because it was important for them in their morning schedule. You know, it just, you, you yeah. build your schedule. So hopefully they bring it back. Yeah, I saw some people in the community talking about still meeting at that time and choosing an on-demand one, um, which yeah. I know a lot of people do. Um, but, you know, some people are like, I, I really like my live rides, though. I don't get as motivated if it's on yeah. demand. It's personal preferences. That's why we have choices. It is. It is, and, and and I get it. You know, it's like at least if you got if you have a squad that you want to ride with, and uh, I yeah. know that's a great way of doing it. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I just I have to say I, I like the ride. I just do. And there's something yeah. about it. It's just different. You know, it's, it's it's a different mix every morning. It's uh, you know, just getting the instructor to engage with us was fun. I mean, that is so motivating for for, for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, you know, just to you know, even if it's, even if it's not you they're engaging with, you like there's oh there's someone around me that they're talking to and and. Uh, you're hearing kind of stuff as it happens and i don't know it's just something about it it's like 
it's like watching a concert on TV. Right. The same songs. Yeah. That's not the same Ain't nothing like going to a concert. Right. Right. (laughs) Right? Absolutely right. right. (laughs) There's just an energy, a little different energy. So I don't know. Uh, I hope they uh, look at the data and say, look, yeah, we're putting that ride back on the schedule. If if it so makes the point. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, Meredith, have we said it all or is there more to say? I think it's all been done. It's all been done. There's nothing new under the sun. Nothing new under the sun. Let's go have a little bit of fun. If you're in <laughs> you class, put your hair up in a bun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you heard it right here. Yeah. Live. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something they call freestyle in Maryland. Oh, okay. It's, it's the freestyle. Yeah, it's, all the kids are doing it now. Oh, okay. You got to freestyle. Yeah, you know, you get with it. Get with you. Jesus, you don't, don't, you got to, you got to, you got to make them think we're young kids. You gotta make them think we're young, kid. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. We're hip. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I want to go TikTok after this. I'll, I'll see you later. Okay. <laughs> All right. Giggity. Giggity. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So everyone, by the time you hear this, it's going to be past the Fourth of July. I hope you have a, had a wonderful holiday. And, yeah. um, you know, Meredith, I want you to have the best of holidays. And uh, yeah, you too. Uh, and, celebrate with friends and family and, and enjoy yourself i certainly plan on it and i hope we see you very soon again folks on the super excellent not too serious bike that goes nowhere podcast and meredith bye-bye bye-bye okay bye-bye well it's pretty clear to me Whole world takes itself too seriously. Take a ride with Sheldon Mayer on a bike that goes nowhere. If it's pretty clear to you, won't you be less serious too? Take a ride with Sheldon Mayer on a bike that goes nowhere.